few weeks ago, my daughter Esther was baptised. And I have to tell you, this is a terrible confession before all of you. Um, we had this lovely cake. Um, and it, was, it should have been big enough for the whole church, but I was really scared that there wouldn't be enough. So I kept it hidden away in the kitchen. Um, and I didn't share it. And in reality, what happened was the cake was so sweet. Actually, you only needed a tiny piece. And we ended up with lots left. And I felt terrible because I felt guilty because I felt like I should be sharing something that was so good and I didn't share the thing that was so good. And in the end, some of it had to be thrown away. My lack of generosity and openness and giving things to God. If I'd given this to God and I said, do you know what, let's just share it, it'd be fine, like I am normally, um, you know, we, we probably all would have had enough. But... What led me to be um, ungenerous was that I was scared that there wouldn't be enough. I didn't think that God had my back and I was being selfish. So I publicly confess, I'm very sorry I didn't share the cake. Um, and it was ludicrously sweet, and so I'm very sorry. Um, I saved you from tooth decay, yes. Um, but it's interesting because our passage today could follow straight on um, from that confession. Verse 6, the point is this. The one who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And the one who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Um, In the words of Tom Lehrer, life is like a sewer. What you get out of it depends on what you put into it. (laughs) If we genuinely... Sorry, Deborah doesn't look very impressed about that. If we genuinely try to sow lots of good seeds in our lives then we'll get a good harvest. And this, the thing about um, this passage is it's all about God and our lives. It's all about God. We only give things. We, we often think, well, I, I have all these lovely things, you know, and I'm, I might share some of them and I might not share others of them. But actually, in reality, it all belongs to God. Everything we have comes from God. And so therefore... It's, it's quite mean-spirited to not want to share the things that God has already given us. Um, well, I, I find that for myself. And for those people who garden, you know that if you sow lots, you're more likely to get a good crop than if you sow less. At harvest, it's a time to be generous and share out, out of the abundance that we have. And many of us here do have an abundance. But in our passage, you know, in, in our passage, we see an encouragement to generosity. We're encouraged here um, to be generous. What it says, though, is each of you must, in verse seven, each of you must give as you've made up your mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So, I think we all know what it looks like to give reluctantly, doesn't it? Somebody asks you to do something that you really don't want to do, and you say, okay, I'll do the hoovering, you know, okay, I'll give you a lift to wherever, if you're a parent, you know, okay, I'll do that. That's not being a cheerful giver, is it? That's giving under compulsion. Or someone tells you, you know, or someone asks you for something, you know, your grumpy neighbour notices that you've got a, a fine apple crop or something, and you say, yes, 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 you can have some of my, my apples or whatever. But that's, that's not the spirit of generosity and giving that we're being encouraged to in this passage. It's, in fact, it's almost better to give 
um, generously and, and um, happily and cheerfully something small than it is to give a massive amount. Because God doesn't really care about what we're giving. He cares about the attitude that we're giving it with. Being generous isn't some sort of legalism. You know, I must give this much money because it's the right thing to do. Or, you know, this is what the church expects for us to give. You know, the best type of giving comes from a cheerful heart. Generous giving is when you overflow in your giving and you don't even know that you're doing it. That's the most exciting time of giving. When you really want to give something and you feel God put it on your heart and you're not quite sure how you're going to afford it or you're not quite sure, you know, somebody asks you to do something, give you, perhaps give time and you think, you know, I don't know how I'm going to fit that into my week. But I know I, I think that God is calling me to do that so I'm going to try and fit it in. And that's the best kind of giving, isn't it? When you feel like, I'm going to give you this. I really want to give you this. I really want to, um, to share my time or I really want to share my money. That's, that's exciting. So with the recent financial crisis, um, I thought I'd better be sensible and grown up. Um, I don't do that very often. You'll be glad to know. Um, I decided it was perhaps time to think about cutting costs. Uh, so I, I started to look at our financial giving so we give our bit to the church because that's a tithe and that's what we've always done. Um, and the first fruits of our labour are taken to the church. But then after that, we have some various charities we support. Um, and I looked at some of those and I started to sort of think, well, you know, um, the most money we give um, is to a charity that brings clean water and sanitation to people who don't have clean water and sanitation. And I thought, well, I can't take away from them because I've got clean water and sanitation. So I've got to keep doing that. And plus, charities are, are under quite a lot of um, issues at the moment because lots of people are pulling back a bit. So I thought, I've got, to, you know, I've got to give to them. And then I looked at Tear Fund. We give a bit of money to Tear Fund. And they do amazing work, you know, again, with people who, who are right on the edge, maybe poverty or injustice. There's, there's all sorts of things Tear Fund do. So I thought, well, I can't take any money away from them. And then I looked at, we give a bit to Frontiers, who, do, who share the gospel with Muslims. And I was thinking, I can't take money away from that. I really believe in it. And you kind of look at it, and actually you re- I realised that all the people that I was giving money to deserved the money far better than I did, and the silly things that I spend money on. So um, I will continue to cheerfully give. Um, when we trust the Lord, there's always enough, but there's not always necessarily as much as we like. Does anybody, anybody recognise that? There's always enough, but there's not always necessarily as much as, as you'd like. I think we'd all like to, you know, when we're fundraising for, for things and we think, oh, I'd love for that much, but when you get this much, and that's actually enough, you know? Um, and I, I know I'm speaking, you know, from a very white Western perspective to say there's always enough, but actually, you know, in many countries, even, you know, those that love the Lord struggle financially, but this is why we, from, you know, from our wealth, need to, to be able to share with our brothers and sisters who are in famine, in destitution, in poverty, because they need our help. And if we have the means to give it, and some of us do, some of us don't, but, but some of us do, then, then I think that we can do that, can't we? And we can give cheerfully, knowing that we're making a difference. Kyle is nodding at the back because uh, he sorts all our giving out um, for um, all the charities that we, we support. Now, today is an opportunity to give food. But, you know, the food bank also likes money. 
and you know they could buy what they need if we if we also gave them money as well so please share cheerfully you know we can share grumpily but god loves a cheerful giver and it says he will supply everything according to our needs and we we try as a family to give to god first um, before you know when our wages come and we try to give money then otherwise um, it, it can you can come sometimes think oh no I've spent all that money now um, and I, I made sure that I didn't did my giving this morning Andrew before I came to church so I could preach with a clear conscience um, you know time uh, recently um, time has been quite stretched um, uh, in the church and and um, and last week on Wednesday night I got a message from my cousin um, and he, he messaged me and he was very worried um, because he, had, um, uh, he, he has lots of problems, um, medical problems. Um, and he said to me, I think I'm dying. He's 42 and he said, I think I'm dying. I'm really scared. Um, and I've got to go for a CT scan tomorrow. I just, please, could you pray for me? Um, and he thought that, that they were testing him for cancer and he was really scared. Now, this is a man who'd never gone near church in his life. He knows nothing of God. He has no particular interest about God at all. And he messaged me at 11 o'clock at night saying, I'm really scared. I need you to pray. So I prayed for him. And I, and I realized I also needed to go and visit him. So the next day, I, I put my schedule aside, which is a good thing being a vicar. You can do that. And I went to visit him. And it was amazing, actually, um, because... When I was there, I'd been praying for him a lot, and I prayed for him, and he let me sit there and put my hand on him, and he let me pray for him. Um, and then he got a phone call, and it was the, the phone call from the CT scan that he had, and it said that he didn't have any trace of cancer, which was just amazing. And he, said, and he turned to me and he said, God works fast, doesn't he? <laughs> and, I said, I thought to, and I said, yes, he does. And I thought in my head, only when he wants to. <laughs> but... God is able to provide us with every blessing in abundance so that by always having enough of everything, we may share abundantly. And I was thinking about these verses and it, and it kind of looks like this. I was trying to draw a diagram, but I'm not very good at these things. So God gives to us, that's us, and then we give to somebody else. And then God replenishes us with what we've given. And then out of that, um, we are blessed and so we can share with other people again. So we keep feeding out. And in that, God is worshipped. Um, this verse, it's just how it explains it. God is able to provide you with every blessing and abundance so that by always having enough of everything, you may share it abundantly in every good work. And I just found this so exciting. God takes care of us. Everything belongs to him. When we take the things that he's given to us and share with other people, and give cheerfully and joyfully, he then supplies us with more so we can share it out again. And even better, he is worshipped in this. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, good. I'm glad I got one nod there, so that's good. People are still awake. Um, so I guess there's, there's a bit of a challenge to all of us, isn't it? Um, Oh, I'll, I'll just tell you one story. Um, this, this week, um, Alfred and I and Sally were standing outside the church, and we've been doing um, a little bit of outreach, and we had a tray, well, trays of donuts, and we stood outside the church, and we gave donuts out to people, and we said, 
uh, we're doing an alpha course next week, we'd love you to come along. And they'd either say, yes, I'm interested, or not my thing, and we'd say, here, have a donut. Anyway, you know, we gave them a donut and we just chatted to them. Um, I worked out, we gave out um, something in the region of over 100 donuts, um, and it cost 30 quid. And it's, it's great, it's so much easier to be a cheerful giver when you're giving people donuts, isn't it? It's like, it's, it's really easy. I wasn't telling them that Jesus saved their, them from their sins and, and that they would now have eternal life, or I didn't tell them anything that was particularly hard-hitting about the Christian faith. I just said, would you like a donut? Would you like to come to Alpha? And the answer is generally, or often it was no, they didn't want a donut. Um, and sometimes it was yes, and sometimes it was yes, I'd like a donut, and yes, I'll think about Alpha too. Really easy, you know? We've got good news to share, and we can share it with people. But it's so much easier to share good news, isn't it? And something good than, um, than other things. And I think, I think, actually, if we think about the gospel as being really good news for everybody, then it's so e- much easier for, for us to be cheerful about it. And to say, this is something really good. We want you to come to Alpha. It is really good. This course will change your life. You will be a different person. You will be a completely different person. There's many people in this church will tell you, Alpha has changed my life. I'm a different person. And we want to be part of a church, don't we? Where we? Well, I don't know about you, but I don't want to come to church every week and stay the same. I don't want to be the same grumpy, mean-spirited person who doesn't share the cake. You know, I want to be, next time I get a big cake, I want to share it. I want to be somebody who's not scared that I don't have enough. I want to be somebody who trusts God that the things that he gave me that I can share. And this passage goes on to say you'll be enriched in every way for your great generosity, which will produce thanksgiving for God. So on a daily basis, we accept God's generosity, which he's given us everything. We share what we have. He gives us more to share and he enriches us in every way which produces more worship for him. So how do we do this? Well, think about what you currently have. Is there something out of this that you can share? What is it that you have that someone else might like to enjoy either with you or that you'd like to share with them? What do you um, give that you can be more generous with? Or perhaps for some people here, there's a bit of a challenge about attitude. You know, maybe you give already. I'm not just talking about money, but but you're grumpy about it. You know, maybe you're a bit like, do you know what? I'm doing this thing. I'm serving in this way or I'm helping this person. And, you know, fed up about it. You know, there's a challenge here to change our attitude, to joyfully accept the gifts of God and to be a cheerful giver. Decide what you're going to give and give joyfully. It's better to give a little with a good attitude than a lot without. God doesn't need your money to fix things. He wants your heart. He wants your love and he wants your worship. But for some of us, I guess we're wasting our love and our heart and our worship on the worship of other things. Perhaps we waste it on money or time, worry. I think quite a few of us can feel a little bit convicted that we waste some of our worship on worry, don't we? We make worry become something really key inside our lives, or even relationships. I'm just going to end now with a prayer. 
But, Lord, yeah, Lord Jesus, I pray for us all now that you would help us to be more cheerful about the giving that we do. Lord, I pray that you would speak to our hearts, that you would fill us with your joy, that we can be grateful for all the good things that you have. And Lord, I pray with your overflowing love to us and your generosity to us, we can be overflowing and generous to other people. In Jesus' name, amen.